0: This is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 44 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast I do about art and things and this one is going to be all about studying with svslearn.com which is, stands for the Society of Visual Storytelling. So that's the main topic but we've also got the little art tip which is going to be about coming up with ideas uh, coming up with color palettes for paintings we've got book book number eight which is keys to drawing by Bert Dodson and then the fascinating fact number three is going to be about learning new skills it's to do with something called data (laughs) knowledge retention or something distributed practice it's called distributed practice I'm also going to, at the end, talk about a little meditation that I had yesterday. A little meditation experience that I had. Which involves an orgasm. (laughs) So that's going to be right at the end. Save the orgasm for the end. (laughs) That's quite funny. Um, But you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com And you can find videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson. So if we get into the main topic... Which is all about com. I've got like a thousand things I would love to talk about. And really all I would say is. If you want to learn how to draw. If you want to improve your drawing skills. Your painting skills. Anything to do with illustration really. I would so recommend joining this course. Because you, well you can get a free seven days like a trial for seven days for free so you can you can try it out and see if it is for you but i just love this website i've been using it now for about two months and it is svslearn.com which stands for the society of visual storytelling and what it is is it's a, a website with just over 80 different courses covering all all types of things to do with creating art and it, the website was created by Will Terry, Lee White and Jake Parker. And I actually found I found this site when I started Inktober. So I've only, I only recently found it about, well, about three or four months ago. And once, once Inktober was finished, I then basically started going into this website. And I've been wanting to do this podcast for ages. But I've kept putting it off because it's one of those things that I... I realized quite quickly that i loved this site and i wanted to share it but like i wanted to do it justice and so i kept putting it off and i, I, I thought now i'm just going to do it because <laughs> otherwise i'll never get it done so the sort of flow that i've got for this one is i'm going to talk about what SPS learn is which i think i've already done <laughs> and then i'm going to just cover some of the courses that they offer and explain the courses I've done and how I found them and then I'm going to talk about some of the reasons why I love SPS Learn and then I'm going to talk about a little little tip thing that I've got about how I learn it's just like the way I learn because I thought it was quite I thought it might be quite handy and then I'm going to talk about final thoughts so if we start with the courses so they they say on the website that they've got over 80 course um 80 videos but i think they've got more than that now because on the podcast they've also got a podcast at three point it's called three point perspective which you can also find on this webs on svs learn but they said they said on there that they've now got like over a hundred there's so many courses on here but they've done something really good because they they've sort of taken some of their some of their courses and put them into little levels which they are called curriculums so they've got like level one level two level three level four and what that means is if because it can be a little bit overwhelming when you first come to this website because there's so many courses you you don't know where to start unless you know what you want to do it could be a little bit overwhelming so they've done this little curriculum thing and level one has the front the following courses it's how to draw everything drawing fundamentals creative composition and then light and shadow so what you what you could do is you could basically work through the, the curriculum this is what I'm doing I'm starting by working through the curriculums and then once I've done that I'm gonna move into just like exploring the courses on my own. So that was level one level two's got visualizing drawing perspective beginning photoshop Ten-step digital painting, creating custom brushes in Photoshop. Level three is mastering perspective, the color, the magic of color, posing characters, um, painting in Photoshop. Level four is painting texture and details, stylized human characters, visual storytelling techniques, and creative environment design. So I think that shows you how they they're covering like so many different parts of the drawing process but what's really good is they've also created like business a business curriculum as well so this website doesn't just have courses on how to draw and how to paint and stuff it's also like the business side of it as well and again they've broken this down into curriculum and like level one for that is how did they get how did they get their start and it talks about the founders of sbs talk about their origin stories then you've got how to perfect your children's book portfolio how to get your first 10k followers branding for creatives and level two is portfolio portfolio and self-promotion all about contracts everything you ever wanted to know about agents the business of children's books and level three has how to make money in illustration one two and three but the thing is you 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 don't have to do any of that if you this is what i love about svs learn you can you can do whatever you want so if you're only interested if you was only interested in the business side of things you could come on here and just do that and hopefully that would improve your like business skills but if you've got no interest in that you can just focus on the art stuff and I really like that they've done that. But what they've also got is all the courses are just like th- thrown on this page. So you can basically just do what you want. And there's a search bar at the top so you can search for something. But there's courses on like how to ink, gesture drawing, figure drawing, brush pens, different types of painting, sketchbooks. Like honestly, a- anything that you want to learn to do with art... Is going to be on this website, and what is really good and what I love about this SVS Learn, which makes it I think different to other learning sites, because I've I've tried studying with Proko.com. dot com, which I really love. Proko, he's Stan Prokopenko. He basically um he does more like figure drawing and stuff like that, and I love him. He is he's who introduced me to gesture drawing, but with Proko. When I was last on it, I think he's updated it a little bit, but it was basically only, like, Stan Prokopenko on that site. I think he's recently added, started adding new artists, um, and then there was also, I did, paintable.cc, but that one was only focused on digital painting, and then I also, have, I've also tried controlaltpaint.com, which I love that, I love all of these, but they're all focused on just one type. Um, Control-Alt-Paint was like focused on digital. But SVS Learn is covering everything. And you would think maybe that because it's covering everything, it's not going to do any of it any good. But the secret they've got is it's not just one person doing it. There's like so many artists involved in this. So you've got like Jake Parker, Will Terry and Lee White. They're doing most of the videos. But you've also got, like, I guess it's their artist friends and stuff like that. So you've got like somebody called Peter Han who does brush pens. Stan Prokopenko is actually on here. David Holm, Ben, Gina, Anna, Pippa, Jamie, Sterling. There's just tons of different artists. So what this means is that each art each artist can sort of focus on on what they're teaching. So you it's not like every it's not like you've got these three artists trying to do everything I think they've been very clever in doing that but what is also really good is that because it's all these different artists they've all got different styles and so like some of them because I've so far I've studied from I think I've done four courses so far um so far I've finished creative composition light and shadow sculpting for character consistency drawing fundamentals and how to draw everything and i'm currently working through mastering perspective and like some of them some of the courses will be very structured and like everything will be broken down into chunks and easy to work through like like that but then some of them will be very theory based where it's more like lectures and like so some of them will be like they're talking to you one to one but some of them will be like you're inside of a classroom and they've actually, those ones are recorded in, like, a live studio. <clears throat> well, not a studio, but they're recorded in front of webcams with live a live audience. So that means you get, like, people asking questions and stuff. I personally prefer the more structured ones, just because then things are broken down, and I find it easier to study when things are broken into chunks. But I, I love all of them, and it's just quite refreshing to... Go into each course and it feel different and i mentioned there that i've done sculpting for character consistency and that's something else i love is i would never have thought about doing sculpting but i i randomly saw that course and i, I clicked on it i just finished curriculum level one and i thought i'm going to try something a little bit different before i go into like curriculum two so i clicked on this sculpting video and then the next thing i know I've bought myself a load of clay and I've created a little clay sculpture of Lil Sophie which I absolutely had so much fun with that and it's something I think I'm going to start doing now is trying to create little um, clay characters because he talks about in that video how a good way to understand your character is before you even start drawing it is once you've like sketched out the idea is to turn it into a little sculpture and then you can rotate it, see it from all different angles and with different light sources and stuff. So this is something else is because there's so much content on here, you're going to learn things that, and find things that maybe you would never have found because you would never have gone out looking for it. It's going to come to you. But again, if you don't want to do any of that, you can focus on what you want. So I just love it for that. But something that I've learned from... The courses i've done even with the sculpting one is they've all had a very similar message which is to start simple and then add the details later so it's it's really nice to keep hearing that same message because i am le- starting to realize i am i'm noticing that i am starting to take this this in because i'm starting to when i'm doing my drawings and sketches i'm starting very simple like they recommend and It's really working. There's something else that I I love about this SvsLearn.com, and that is that it has forums. So you can actually go into the forums and talk to other students taking the courses, and you can like share your work and get feedback. But you can also, if you're struggling with stuff, like just ask for help. And it doesn't have to be necessarily like art focused. It can be things to do with it because because what I did was after that I did a podcast a couple of episodes ago about planning and after recording the episode I kind of I kind of lost it a bit because I, I realised that I was doing well I didn't realise but I rea- I realised that something wasn't right. I kind of spoke about it on the podcast, how I wasn't getting enough sleep. So I went onto the forums at S V S Learn and I just wrote a little post like asking help really on how to get the balance between like planning learning drawing and also sleeping and doing everything and there there's um, a user on there called Ness and she just really gave me the best advice where she she made me realize that I was trying to do too much too soon and I think the way I was doing the planning was good because I was breaking things up into blocks and putting everything into blocks of time and I think that was a really good thing. But what I had done was I had put too many things into these blocks, and she basically just said to me that, like, you got to do the baby steps. So you've got to. She made me realise that I've got to do less things <laughs> first, um, because if you do less things, you're going to be able to do more things, which is quite funny. And so, like, just going onto the forms, it helped me so much. And since then, I've changed slightly how I'm doing things so I've started sleeping an hour earlier and I've put my sk- studying an hour later so I, I now have an extra couple of hours to sleep and just those extra couple, couple of hours has really helped so like even if you didn't sign up to the courses I would really recommend joining the forums because the forums are totally free and you, do, you don't need to be on the courses it's just if you're on the courses you can all sort of like work along together and get help but the court the forums are just amazing just on their own really and that's something I, I love so the, the thing is I could just keep going on and on and on about this svslearn.com because I really do love it and I, I just I feel like it's going to help anyone who wants to improve their art skills but all so all I would say is just give it a go really it's svslearn.com they have, like I said, a seven-day free trial. But it's actually not that expensive. It's You can either subscribe to it for a year or monthly. So monthly it's $25, which I think works out about £18. So £18 a month for all of this like knowledge is just amazing. It's so much value for money, really. And I think once you try it, those seven days you you will just you'll be hooked i think so that is svslearn.com highly 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 recommended and i'm so glad that i found it and i just i really recommend it so that's svslearn.com and that sound means it's time for this week's little art tip and this one is all about a little tip on how to come up with color palettes for doing paintings so something I sometimes struggle with is coming up with a bunch of colours to do a painting, like a digital painting especially. So what I've done is, what I've realised is you can turn photos into colour palettes and I've managed to find two websites that do this. The first one is canva.com slash colour palette and the other one is palettefx.com. And I'll put links to both of those in in the show notes. But what this allows you to do is. You can take any photo. And upload it into this website. And it will turn that into a bunch of little colour palettes. It will like pull out the most used colours in that painting. Or in that photo. And it will show you little squares of colours. Which I think is amazing. Because what you can do is you can basically take those little squares put them into photoshop and then use that as the starting point for your painting as like a way of coming up with color palettes so what I thought was because I have so many um, pieces of artwork that I love from other artists if I look at one and I think I love the colors in that what I could do is I can now go onto one of these websites and it will turn it into a bunch of color palette and look (laughs) like a, a color palette it will turn it into a bunch of colours which I can then move into Photoshop but what's really good about this is on the PaletteFX.com one it not only turns it into little colour palettes but if you click on one of those colours it will actually show you colours that are like in harmony with that colour so say for instance there's a painting that you love and it's got a blue in it that you really love you can Using that palettefx.com, it would pull out that blue, and then you could click on that blue and it will show you other colours that are like in harmony with that colour. So you could, and then the good thing is you can click on one of those colours and it will show you colours that are in harmony with that. So you could actually start creating your own colour palette based off of that one blue from the original painting. So I just think this is a really really little a really fun way of and an easy way as well of coming up with ideas for colors and it's you might not even use them but it will just inspire you for types of colors that go together so that's this week's little art tip it's a fun little way of coming up with color palettes for doing paintings really this week's book book is keys to drawing by Bert dodson which is one of my all-time favorite books I don't currently own it as i've I lent it out to somebody, and i still i haven't got it back, but I love this book so much, and it's keys to drawing by Bert Dodgson. It's the book I first started learning how to draw from in twenty thirteen and the thing with this book is again like svslearn.com, dot com i could I could go on for ages about how much I love this book, but really, I would just say if you want to learn how to draw and you want to learn how to draw from a book I would say get this book because what it managed to do for me was it it, it showed me that anyone can learn how to draw because all you've got what this book shows you is that all you've got to do is change how you see and if you change how you see you'll be able to draw because you you'll realize that everything is just a shape and if you can draw a shape then that means you can draw anything. So this book just gave me the confidence that I could draw anything, really. So what I'll, I'll just list the chapters in the book. You've got the drawing process, the artist's handwriting, proportions, taking the measure of things, the illusion of light, the illusion of depth, the illusion of texture, pattern and design, and drawing and imagination. And what I loved about this book was it it covers pretty much everything to do with drawing. It doesn't do anything about colour theory or anything like that. But if you want to learn how to draw, this book just covers everything. And even though it's covering everything, he covers it in such simple way. It's so easy to understand and it just makes sense. And again, like I said, it, it somehow, it really gives you confidence that you can draw anything and something that I think helps with that is somebody once emailed me saying that they had got this book but they they couldn't or they didn't want to get into it because they didn't like the style of the of his sketches inside and I kind of agree because he's his sketches are very scribbly like and rough and so you might look at them and think I don't want to draw like that I actually realised that it was ingenious because what he's done is, because his his drawings, they're very sketchy and just scribbly. It kind of means that when you sit down to start learning how to draw, you realise it doesn't matter what it looks like when you're learning. All that matters is that you are learning and, and doing your best sort of thing. So because he's got very sketchy drawings in, in this book again that kind of just loosened me up really um so i i saw that as a i ended up seeing that as a positive but actually i've done like a blog post about this book which i'll link in the show notes and i've given like examples of some of the exercises because the book has got an amazing flow to it where there's loads of little exercises throughout each chapter and they're fun little exercises as well and then at the end of each chapter he he like does this thing where you self-critique yourself so it's just got a really nice like way of learning and teaching and repetition about it which I just think it really helps you learn and another thing that's amazing about this is I first studied from it in 2013 when I I didn't know nothing and you could say I still don't know nothing but back then I knew more nothing and then I went back in 2016 and I restudied from it and I learned so much more because I think I realized that sometimes when you're learning stuff you can't take it all in because sometimes I think you need to you need to learn something else before you can learn this other thing so I think it's good to go back to it as well so again what that made me realize was that this book isn't just for somebody who's never drawn before or drawn before it's also amazing for Somebody who has been drawing for a few years. So I, I just feel like this book is pretty much amazing. And if somebody came up to me and said, You're only allowed one book for the rest of your life, well, if they said one art book for the rest of your life, it would be this one. Because I just know that it's just gonna, it's a book that keeps giving, really. If they said, you only allowed one book, I'd probably have to say Joe Dispenza's book breaking the habit of being yourself but then saying that the only reason I bought that book was because of this book because after studying keys to drawing by Bert Dodgson like I said he he made me believe that I could learn how to draw and then it was that that made me buy Joe Dispenza's book because I wanted to I think this book really is the first time in my life that I started realizing that I could actually do something (laughs) It's a very powerful book this so it's highly recommended and it's book book number eight keys to drawing by Bert Dodson and <coughs> that means it is time for fascinating fact number three and it's actually to do with learning and it's something I just recently found out about and it's called what is it called it's called distributed practice and what it is is it's they have scientifically proven, and I'll put links in the show notes to all of this, but they've proven that learning that is spaced out over time drastically increases knowledge retention. So, what that means is, if you, the best way to learn is to learn in chunks. And that's something I said about with SVS Learn. I kind of noticed this sort of subconsciously, and it's that if I I guess everyone is different, but for me, if I learn in chunks, I seem to, like, learn it a lot better. And I actually forgot to talk about this in the SVS Learn section, but something I do in a way that I, like, learn things, I guess, what I do is, I think I wrote it down somewhere, yeah. The way I learn is, what I, with SVS Learn, I will firstly watch the video. So say it's a 30-minute video, I'll just watch the video... Without doing anything but watching it, I will then straight away after watching it, I'll re-watch it. But as I'm watching it, I'll pause it and scribble down notes. And then once I've scribbled down the notes, I will turn the video off and I'll rewrite my notes onto another piece of paper. Because I think if I'm doing that, I'm repeating the the knowledge over and over again, and so like the more you repeat something the more you chance you've got of learning it and what i then do is any practice exercises that they've said to do in the course that's what i'll do in bed before i go to sleep which i can also do whilst listening to lucid dreaming so that kind of works quite well and then next day what i'll do is i'll go back and i'll try to remember what i had learnt without looking at my notes and then once i've like got all that I can I'll look at my notes and see if there's anything I forgot and I'll keep doing that until I can remember everything without looking at the notes and I feel like that's quite a good way of like remembering things really but you can also do that with books so instead of what I do with the books is I do it page by page so I'll do I'll read one page I will then take notes and then I'll copy my notes down and then I'll move on to the next page so it's all about like breaking things down, and that seems like that's what this distributed practice is. It's breaking down what you're learning into little bits of time. So instead of sitting there for like ten hours trying like learning something, they recommend it's better to do it in say two, three hour chunks, um, and then over time you're going to learn you're going to retain that knowledge much better. But to me that is a kind of fascinating fact because you would think that the best way to learn is to just go all in and learn loads at once. But it's not like that. It's They've proven that it's better to learn less, <laughs> learn less, but you're going to end up learning more. <coughs> fascinating fact number three. I'm going to quickly talk about a little meditation thing that happened yesterday. Cause th- this was just unbelievable really I, n- I never realized that you could have an orgasm in a meditation <laughs> so i've recently started doing this thing called halotropic breathing which i heard about this on the podcast and they said how if you do halotropic breathing you can actually have like psychedelic experiences without doing any like hallucinogenic hallucinogenic drugs, you can get a psychedelic experience just by breathing, which I thought to myself that's not that sounds impossible. How can breathing like do something like that? So I looked into it and it's it is actually a thing and um so what you do what you do is um I would recommend looking up the video and i'll I'll link to a video that I've been like studying from in the show notes, but basically halotropic breathing. Is what you have to do is. For an extended period of time. You have to breathe like this. You have to breathe like. So you have to breathe. Without any spaces in between any of the breaths. And you have to do that. For. Well. Like some people can do that for like hours. And at the moment. It's very hard to do it. It's. At first I could only do about five minutes. And I had to stop because it was not only was it it uncomfortable but yeah it just felt really uncomfortable but I managed over time to get it up a bit and I've now at first I got up to about 12 minutes and now I'm getting up to like yesterday I did 27 minutes before I had to stop because it was a bit uncomfortable but I'm trying to do 30 minutes because that's what he recommends in this video is to start with 30 minutes and try to build up to two hours so what I did was i Got up to 27 minutes and I was starting to get these like tingling feelings in my arms which is something he said would happen kind of like a pins and needly thing- feeling but when I stopped doing the breathing I felt very weird like sort of light-headed I guess it, I guess what you're doing is you're moving the oxygen into your head and the reason I say is to watch his videos because he does say that it can be quite dangerous and they also said that on the podcast so y- you have to like make sure you're doing it right and stuff like that but what I, what I thought was I'm going to do this breathing and then go straight into a meditation afterwards into a hemi-sync meditation and with the hemi-sync meditations it's like these binaural beats um, and they're supposed to be able to trigger like out-of-body experiences and stuff like that so i did that breathing yesterday i then went straight into my head heli- into my hemi and the strangest thing happened whereby the meditation started and she was talking but like normally i don't see anything for until she has stopped talking but right away right from the very beginning i started seeing this it was like a purple or blue glowing thing in front of me and I was, I was thinking what is that and at the same time I started seeing these like green green energy waves as if they were coming out of me going into this blue thing and the weird thing is I wasn't thinking of anything and yet I could I started to feel <laughs> this is this might get like too much information but I'm talking cause I, about it cuz I I just thought to myself I never realized that this was possible so I started feeling my willy Like waking up, and I was thinking, why is that happening when I'm not thinking of anything? Because I was, I wasn't thinking of anything. All I was thinking was, what are these lights? But I was feeling. I was just feeling this feeling, which I can't even explain the feeling. But it was obviously so powerful that it was (laughs) like waking my willy up. And the thing was, I was trying not to focus on anything other than these lights like the willy was getting bigger and bigger (laughs) and I was thinking what is going to happen here it got so extreme I couldn't handle it and then it created an orgasm which I thought to myself this is insane (laughs) like I, I honestly never knew that a meditation could create that but the thing is I stayed inside of the meditation and even after the orgasm these lights continued And so what happened was I started talking to the lights, like with my mind, the same way that I talk to things in a lucid dream. It felt like exactly the same energy that is in a lucid dream. And I was saying to this, I was saying to this light, I love you. I just wanted to say I love you. And I was saying, I started saying to it, show me something important. Because I felt like, I don't know why, but I felt like this thing was alive is really this light was alive, and it what happened was my whole vision started turning blue, and it looked like there was a, a black silhouette of like a forest at the bottom. It was like I was looking at a blue night sky with like the forest as just black silhouette, and it, it was absolutely beautiful. And this green light continued going outwards, and I think I spoke about this before, but one time when i was doing when i had a reiki healing session i had what i thought was green orbs but i realized now it was this same wave of energy so whatever was going on in this meditation is exactly the same thing that like my um reiki healer rachel it's the same thing that that she's doing and it was just this feeling of pure love inside of like, this meditation, and I woke up from that, and I woke up, I was awake, I came out of that meditation, because that was the thing, the whole time, I realised I could have opened my eyes, but I, because th- it did get a bit extreme, that, that's like, sensation, but I just stayed with it, and, um, and then when I came out, I just thought, this is unbelievable, and I was trying to work out what was going on, and it made me realise something, which is, because I've said before, I feel like, Everything in life is to do with positive and negative, trying to find balance and so what I realized was um like in a lucid dream i've I've noticed that you've got this positive and negative which can manifest as say a demon or like an angel, so you've got that, but that doesn't mean it's good or bad; it's just negative and positive and it felt like the same thing here where I looked at that and I thought that orgasm. Was like a positive energy. Which actually distracted me. From being completely in the moment. Or it, yeah it, did, it distracted me. It distracted my mind. Because it made me start thinking. Whereas before that I wasn't thinking. And I sort of thought to myself. This is exactly the same thing. That happens with um, like a negative energy. A negative energy creates a scary thing. In say a lucid dream, and that will distract you and wake you up, and it's it's the same thing. So, I just I came away from that thinking: next time that happens, if it ever happens again, I'm going to try my absolute best to like, somehow ignore the orgasm feeling, because even though it's it was a like a, a beautiful feeling. I feel like that was distracting me into a positive if if that makes sense. So I think the whole point of it is you're try you've got to try and stay in the middle so that if any negative scary thoughts come in you can stay in the middle and not be distracted but equally if any positive nice thing comes in you can also not be distracted. And this kind of goes into like the book of the dead and stuff where they talk about when you die if you can remain away if you can remain aware when you die you're going to go to this place where you're going to have like angels coming up to you trying to pull you into heaven and devils like trying to pull you into hell and if you can maintain your if you can maintain your focus and realize that both of these energies when you're dead both of these energies are basically trying to distract you if you can stay in the middle you're going to be able to get right through that to the to like the source whereas if you're distracted by it you're going to potentially end up going off to heaven um, and lose your awareness i think it's about keeping your awareness and so i looked at that and thought it was kind of like i think I, i just feel like that was showing me that even positive beautiful experience can be seen as a negative so after that meditation i now see both positive and negative things i see them both as sort of distractions and i think it's all about trying to stay in the middle and like find the balance point where you can have positive and negative but stay in the middle it's just it, that whole thing That whole thing was just fascinating but so i, I actually do recommend trying out this halotropic br- breath work if you can it's definitely doing something um but that's basically it really for this week's podcast you can find show notes and stuff at sophielawson.com and videos at youtube.com slash lawson. and that is basically it for this this one the inspirational quote goes to will terry from svs learn and it was during his creative composition course he said something that i wrote down in my notes which i thought was amazing so this week's inspirational quote is be intentional about the choices you're making will terry